folks, we have a good news. I have the brand new home studio set up here. And this is the very first interview, okay, which is happening with my real dream background. Do let me know how my podcast studio is looking. Share your feedback either through social media or if you're watching this episode on YouTube. Today, we have a very special guest from Singapore. Chis Yang Lee is the Justice of the Peace, Solemnizer, Chairman Board of Visitors, IT Advisory, IT Mentor, Adult Under Appropriate Adult Scheme for Young Suspects, Befriender at Singapore Boys Home, Mediminder at the Hospice Care Association. And as we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, managing change and stakeholders' expectation, here's an exciting twist as always. So let us tickle the brain of our guest. So Keith Young, I'm going to kick off the first rapid fire round of random words. I'll mention a few and I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready for it? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm game for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here comes my first word, stakeholder. Uh, I guess uh, stakeholders refers to parties uh, who are impacted by what you do and mm. what you bring about uh, the changes to them. Invention. Invention, something new that is unknown but exciting that uh, I think a lot of people want to game to try to actually break the boundary of things. Future. Future. Again, I think future is determined by the past, the present, and then it affects the unknown and something that we must, must be prepared to, to uh, embrace them. Book. Whose generally is, a, to me, is a repository of knowledge of what we know in the past. Uh, it could be fiction, it could be non-fiction, that we can make reference and learn from the process. M- movie. Movie is really something that, uh, that is animated, that brings to life our imagination, our life story, and makes it exciting for, for exciting for us to learn. Food? Oh, food is uh, ever-changing because of the different kind of ingredients. Same kind of ingredients, you can come up with different kind of uh, outcome, mm-hmm. different kind of food, yeah, that can actually, uh, you know, let you enjoy and have a good time with your palate. Place? Place, I suppose, is a, a place of solitude, a place where we can think and contemplate about things. Project? Project, I think in... Throughout our life, we have lots of things to work on. There's a start, there's an end date. It's just different milestones of certain things that we uh, stop by to take a look at what we have done. Change. Change is, uh, interestingly, is actually a constant. <laughs> right? Something that all of us have to embrace and, and just look forward to how we, we want to uh, move along with different things as we move along in our life. And the last one is success. Well, success is, uh, again, is determined by different milestones. Uh, what we have achieved, and in fact, it's also determined by our failure, as mm-hmm. in what we have learned. I think when we learn from our failure, it by itself is uh, some kind of success as well. Awesome. And thank you so much for participating in the first rapid fire round of random words, Keith Young. Really appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. And thank you so much for tuning in. And Keith Yang, hearty welcome to The Guiding Voice. Thank you so much for being part of our journey. I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah, thank you very much. I think uh, it's my honor to be impacted in this very exciting program. 
I think for a start with that rapid firing already, it gives me thinking and, and be on my toes <laughs> to, to uh, be able to ex- uh, share my experiences with you all and I hope I can, I can learn from you as well. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure yeah. to have you and, and you have one more rapid fire round towards the end of the episode. Oh. So be prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I hope I will be warm up by then. <laughs> Kishyang, let's start with your success mantra as in Please share the top three things that I've attributed to your success so far. I think again, uh, as I said, success is really what one has achieved uh, in terms of really something that you've done it positively or things that, that you have actually fallen down and you are, you are able to learn from there. But what is most important as we move along is really one has got to be very self-driven. Uh, you must be passionate in what you are doing. You must know your own strengths and weaknesses and from there, uh, be prepared to actually get your hands on to work on things, to, to understand the intricacies and complexities of the challenges ahead. And from there, learn how to manage and overcome them. All right, so we, we must always continue to look for, for uh, challenges uh, and never remain status quo. Awesome. So continuously work on the challenges and never underestimate yourself and most importantly you need to understand your strengths and weaknesses so that's the summary and uh, let's dive into the core of today's conversation it's about the relationship between the managing stakeholders expectations and also successful change management so how do you think they intersect in the organizational transitions yeah, I, I think uh, let's understand that first and foremost, uh, changes are, as I mentioned, a constant. It will continue to be there. But we do not make changes for the sake of changing things. There must be a certain uh, reason for doing so. And that particular reason of making changes needs to be conveyed and understood by all the various parties involved in it, in particular the stakeholders. All right, then having understood all these uh changes that are required, then the next part is actually getting them to be engaged. Alright, to be engaged, it means that they have to be involved, they have to be part and parcel of the whole change uh, management operations itself so that they understand what they are going into, they have to be engaged and in the course of doing that, therefore communication is important. And as organizations change from one transition to another, uh, this ongoing communication and understanding of the impact of changes and how the organization is heading towards needs to be clearly articulated and you know clearly conveyed to all the various stakeholders so that everyone moves together as a team, right? To move towards the, the same goals and mission that the organization is moving towards. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And now can you share a real-life example of a project or change management effort? where effectively managing stakeholder expectations played a pivotal role in the project success. Anything from your experience or mm-hmm. anything from your observation? Yeah, uh, probably I, I, I go for one uh, particular case study that they have gone through, whereby there's a, I've got to take over a particular new department. And in the course of doing that, uh, got to review, you know, basically uh, what that, that particular department is doing, the strengths, the weaknesses, and, and how that particular department can uh, provide new value-added services to the organization. So in the course of doing that, uh, certainly it requires understanding the operations of that particular department, understand the skill set, the capabilities of the staff. 
And after having known that, I think then that's the next part that once you have a good understanding of that whole department, you have to start mapping it towards the, your organization goal. How is that? How can that particular department be better positioned to support the organization? So with that, uh, I did some restructuring because uh, that requires some changes in management, requires a lot of retraining of some of the staff to, to actually upskill them, uh, mm-hmm. to redevelop some of their skills. And in order to do this, uh, you need to engage the senior management to get the buy-in, to say that, yeah, no, because of uh, this is where we are heading, it's going to support the organization mission. Uh, so this is how we want to move forward. Therefore, there needs to be an organization change. And to have that organization change, you need restructuring, you need to incorporate new middle management, for example, or new staff with new skill set. Right? And so that is managing the, the stakeholders, right, the senior management. Within the staff itself is actually the communication to show them how, how they are going to be reskilled and how they can provide that value add to the organization. So the stakeholders now involve senior management buying, understanding of what is going to be changed. Mm-hmm. The staff who are existing in that department on how it's going to impact them. And that from there, they are going to have uh, more value-added services to the organization. Now, by putting these two together and that very close communication, that's why we engage and get the buy-in. And of course, during the course uh, of actually uh, operationalizing the whole strategy and intent, there is a lot of uh, ongoing communication demonstrating to management where the project is at what stage where we are embarking, what kind of challenges that we need the senior management to come in to assist. And in the course of the, the staff themselves, is also checking with them on how they are feeling, what, you know, are they comfortable? Is there something that, that needs to actually uh, be put in to further support them so that to build up that new skill set as well as confidence? So that over time, I think, helps to bring in both parties, senior management and the staff at the operational level together with mm-hmm. the common goal and move on with that change management. Yeah, so it requires a lot, a lot of communication yeah. and making sure that all parties understand uh, how that change is going to impact them and be beneficial to them as well as the organization. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I can relate to that. I think um, sometimes over-communication is better than under-communication. And I work for General Electric, GE, and the company which is known for too many transitions and uh, many changes, right? But the way change was handled there with uh, diligent communication was really appreciative. And uh, Kishan, yes. now let's talk about the resistance part. Because when you are driving change, there will be mm. resistance from the stakeholders who are getting impacted because of that change, right? So yeah. uh, how do you address this resistance and work towards aligning mm. stakeholders with the desired changes? Can you explain yeah. a bit I, about it? I, yes, yeah. I, I think uh, all of us have got the notion that when there is change, there's going to be resistance from the staff. But in reality, sometimes, okay, the, the resistance may not be as strong as what we think because uh, a lot of all these so-called resistance are really the notion of not understanding what is in for them. right? I think it's natural for anyone to speculate whenever there are changes. And unfortunately, when you speculate, it's always going to be something negative. Right, so that is why it's important for us to articulate very clearly the purpose of that change itself. All right, so so I think uh, when it comes to to addressing the resistance, 
after communicating with them, it's really to let them understand what is going to happen, all right, within that next, uh, say, couple of months or so, and keep them continually updated to see that, okay, this is what is happen to, happening mm. to them, and this is the kind of positive changes that they have actually taken part and they are capable of delivering many of these things. So my, my experience with a lot of, um, of guys uh, through the changes is that actually the resistance is not that, it's that they just want to understand what is going to happen next, what is it going to happen to them. And when that is being understood and they know that at the end of the day, there's going to be further value that they can bring to the organization, more often than not, most of them will be prepared to change. But of course, I mean, the reality is that there will be a certain small percentage of staff who just simply cannot embrace the change. So I think that is the part that sometimes you just have to take the hard knock and look at, you know, how else we can redeploy some of the staff who just simply cannot change. Wonderful. I hope they answer your question. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that is really great. And and uh, Kishyang, in today, right, it's uh, the technology is happening or the evolution of technology super fast, right? And in this mm. fast-paced technological landscape, how do you balance the need for agility in the ICT projects within the structure and control required by the IT governance? Because governance is on the one side mm. and the other side, change has to be very quick. Right, nimble, like agile. It has to be real quick. So how do you balance them? I think first and foremost, we need to understand that governance is there to support projects. They they are not meant to hinder the progress of projects. I I think we really need to understand the the whole spirit behind governance. And then, now you see, within the governance framework, uh, it gives a very clear direction and purpose of how projects need to be executed. Uh, Otherwise, projects will be done in different manners for different kinds of projects. And it's very difficult to manage them successfully. So governance by itself has got very good intent in providing a certain framework, guiding principles so that the staff who are doing the projects can follow. The next thing is when you execute the projects in terms of agility. You see, governance provide uh, a good governance framework provides that level of uh, escalation process. And that's where you take the opportunity to involve management uh, into the project whenever there are issues to be addressed. Right, so governance by itself is really meant to be something that is very supportive and helpful mm-hmm. rather than a hindrance to, to project. So understand the spirit of governance and leverage on governance to actually make the projects more agile rather than be constrained by the governance itself. Of course, there are certain policies that may not be up to date. I think that's the part, next level of addressing it at the senior management on how certain governance framework should change as technology changes and how to make it more agile. Very nice. And Kishyang, now I'm interested to talk about the innovation and risk part. Because on one side, Mm -hmm. if companies fail to innovate, they cannot survive. And innovation might come with a risk, right? What if something fails? So how do you strike a balance between risk management and innovation? Yeah, I think organizations have a certain level of risk appetite. Mm. Right, it's, it's different for different organizations. Larger organizations, multinational companies probably have bigger or, uh, risk appetites than, than the smaller ones. So it really it depends on the organization, uh, how much risk they are prepared to take on. Right, so, and we need to understand again, innovation is uh, by itself is something that uh, we are dwelling into the unknown or we are doing exploration. 
So for good governance and so forth, I think innovation uh, again depends on the risk appetite. We need to frame it in such a manner to have some kind of a budget time frame, right? Feeling which if that particular innovation project uh, does not get realized, how do we move on to the next one? So, so you see, governance itself actually provides a very, very good kind of framework for you to manage innovation project. But when you pro- when you actually manage the project itself, uh, you need some innovative ideas uh, in terms of governance, uh, how they should actually, for example, support in terms of procurement, in terms of how you should actually come up with some kind of a test bed for the particular project. So governance can come to come in to help in this particular area. So that is how I think risk management as well as governance should come in together and work hand in hand, right? Uh, depending on the risk appetite of the organization. This is enlightening conversation. And personally, I'm enjoying the conversation because it is one of my most favorite topics because I've been into PMO for the last 10 to 12 years. And uh, I'm known for setting up the PMO and also coaching people on the change management. And it is really great to have insights from an experienced professional like you, Keith Young, and I really appreciate all the <laughs> insights. And this conversation has been incredible, but it's time for us to add more spice, add more excitement. So <laughs> let me kick off the second rapid fire round with your consent. Are you oh. ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All That's right. <laughs> so here comes my first bullet out of the rapid fire. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? I think I'll just put it. As go for it, but do not hold on to it. Oh. Basically, what it means is that pursue <laughs> whatever you are interested and intent and to challenge you. But once you have accomplished it, do not hold on to your success. Mm. But be prepared to let go as well. Right. Very nice. Uh, because the, the, the issue is that sometimes when we are successful, we cling on to our success achievement and living mm. in the past rather mm. than moving forward. Awesome. I, I loved it. And what is one thing that you are really bad at that you wish you were good or better at? Well, I think I, I suppose uh, sometimes I can take things a lot lighter, not to be too serious <laughs> about it, so that I can have better sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. And <laughs> yeah. Can you describe yourself in just one word? Probably uh, a lot of sincerity. Yeah, sincere. Mm. Sincere. Yeah. Awesome. You, you yeah. look very sincere. You look... <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and, and what's your favorite thing about living in the current times, the 21st century? I think lots of exciting opportunities, right? You know, I, my, my, my profession, in, you know, for the past uh, 30, 40 years is uh, on IT. Mm-hmm. And I have moved from IT to a uh, more business-related kind of portfolio. And after that, now, you know, I'm doing a lot of more other voluntary work. I think it really gives me a lot, a lot of opportunities to, to move to different spectrum of life and be able to experience it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> superpower? <laughs> Well, maybe some kind of healing capabilities. I, I think people are very stressed nowadays. So, you know, I think we need to have some kind of a mental uh, healing capability to, to cool and calm everybody down. Awesome. Yeah, I think that is uh, most essential these days because we are in stressful times as well. Everybody is uh, uh, really struggling with the rat race and I, I, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, the last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself, Kishyang? 
uh, <laughs> I, I think there are, there, are, there are too many electronic gadgets around. <laughs> so, I really wish that uh, there are no electronic gadgets, but rather there is some kind of invisible projection. Uh. Where you, you know, you have got some issues, you can just, you know, it's some kind of a projection and, and, and that particular projection itself can uh, sort of like, it's just an AI. It's able to take in all the various information from different sources and mm. contextualize to what you're asking and be able mm. to show it there. So by the click of a finger. Nice. So I, I'm not sure whether there's such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> very creative, very creative. And thank you once again for, for, for thank you once again for participating in the second rapid fire. Let's flip back. And what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make begin their careers? I think uh, first and foremost, as I say, uh, you need to understand yourself. You know your your strength, weaknesses, what it is that that you want to pursue, All right? Because some of us are. Thought that we are technical, but underlying the technical nature, we are more people centric. So, the technicality is probably just a media, a platform for us to leverage to deal with people. So, understand what is your strength, what it is that you are looking out for. Take time to to discover that because that is not just a you know overnight thing. You need to understand yourself better. And once you are in it, be focused and you know be driven, have lots of energy and you need to have that enthusiasm to drive things. Then that is where you, you know, when, when your mind is set and you're focused, I think that helps you to move towards a certain direction that you want. And naturally, I think uh, for whatever reason, things will just come in together and that's the opportunities. Then, yeah, more importantly, as you move on in your career, create your own opportunities. Mm. There'll be some that comes along in your life but because you have built up your strength, your capabilities, you can also create opportunities for yourself. Awesome. So create opportunities for yourself. Very good. I, I, I loved mm. it. And uh, before I let you go, please share with me how <laughs> is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Wise platform? <laughs> I think it's extremely exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps my mind working all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, extremely extremely i think experiential yeah and, and i like this platform and uh, really thank you thank uh, thank you for inviting me for to this platform i really enjoyed it very much yeah pleasure to have you and on that note i would like to thank my mentee stephen robin for connecting me with keys young lee thank you so yeah. much stephen and you are amazing you have been connecting with such wonderful souls across the globe and keys young really appreciate you taking time and for being part of my show and for sharing all the wonderful insights related to project management, change management, and especially stakeholder management. I really look forward to hosting you again in future. Thank you once again. Yeah, thank you very much. So friends, that was our episode with Keith Young Lee. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. In case if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. And if you have enjoyed this episode, Please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice. So, so spread the knowledge and help others grow like you. And your support means a lot. It, it helps us create more content for you and our community. And remember, let's learn together on this journey. Now, let's cruise into the trivia segment. So, today's trivia is about change management. So, Keith Young has shared a lot of insights about how to drive change successfully. And I thought I would present you two models related to change management. And here comes the first one. Psychologist Kurt Lewin is often credited with developing the three-step change model, which comprises of three steps. Unfreezing, 
changing and refreezing and it is still widely used in the change management today and next model is john cotter's eight step model harvard professor john cotter's eight step change model is another influential approach in change management and it emphasizes the importance of creating a sense of urgency building a guiding coalition and anchoring changes in the organization's culture now it's time for me to hear from you how you guys are driving the change within your organization and if you have adopted any model please share with me the details of the same if you are watching it on youtube comment there or if you have found this episode on social media comment there i would love to review them and that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome community and uh, we would love to hear from you guys so do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback through our social media platforms or you can email us at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com and let's create content that resonates with you i'm your host navin samala a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career stay connected as we journey together and until next time take care stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come goodbye for now and see you all in the next episode with another amazing guest take care